0: Welcome, everybody, to the Be Healed podcast. I'm your host, Steve Hanned, and this podcast is all about helping you to get healed. I know that many, many people don't believe that Jesus Christ is a healer today, but the great truth is that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if Jesus healed when he was walking on the earth, it means he still heals today. I myself have been healed, we have seen many miracles take place. It is unquestionable that God is still in the healing business and He wants to touch you. We had a powerful episode with Pastor Chris Anderson and he was sharing the reality that Jesus has been sent to destroy the works of the devil. And we're just going to continue that conversation today in a part two And he's going to be covering this idea of who qualifies, or do you qualify, or does everyone qualify to be healed? Well, it's a needed topic today because I know it's going to create faith for you to receive the blessing of Jesus Christ. Now, Pastor Chris Anderson is a close friend, close brother, co-laborer in the gospel with me, and I just honor him. I honor the deposit that God has put in his life. And I tell you, the last episode, make sure you check it out, entitled The Destruction of the Works of the Devil, because I truly sensed the anointing of God flowing in that episode, and it's going to flow in this one also. Pastor Chris, I know you're from beautiful Jamaica. It's wonderful to have you here on the Be Healed podcast once again.
1: Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Jamaica, we greet, we say, Yaman. <laughs> yeah, we say, Yaman. It means, how are you? How, how is everything going? Praise God. Praise God. Last time I was here, I, I told you guys that when I asked you how you're feeling, you say, Irie. And Irie means you're feeling good. And I hope you're all feeling good today. And for those of you who are challenged, we're hoping that we'll be able to talk specifically about your challenges.
0: So, Pastor Chris, I want to jump right into the conversation and, and let's start off with this big question. Who qualifies for healing?
1: Praise God. And, and it's, it's, it's very clear in scriptures that it's not a qualification. The Bible says in John 3:16 that for God so loved the world and it continues to say that anyone hallelujah I wish I was in church to ask you to repeat with me anyone anyone who believes hallelujah in him will not perish and healing since we mentioned the last time we spoke that Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil and we understand that, that sickness is of the devil, then God has sent his son into the world to destroy sickness, not just from me, not just from Apostle Steve, not just from our families, but for all who will believe. And I'm challenging you today to be a believer. We are reminded, Apostle of scripture, where a centurion soldier went to Jesus. Now, this soldier was not even a Jew. He was a Roman soldier, and he went to Jesus on behalf of his servant. And Jesus saw his belief, saw his faith, and said the word to heal his servant. I believe that God has in him a love for all of us. Whereas if we will believe him today, healing is ours. Healing is ours. Um, Apostle, there is this woman in in Matthew 15, verse 22. There's a story there about a woman who she she went to Jesus to ask for her daughter to to be delivered from a challenge that she had. And if you continue to read all the way up to verse 28, in that Jesus said, you know, healing, it's, it's improper to give the food of the children to the dogs. Jesus was saying some things to this woman, but this woman insisted that you have the love, you have the power, and it doesn't matter what you think about me now, I am going to believe that you will deliver my daughter. And the Bible says, Jesus says, I have not seen
0: such great faith. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, Uh, that is a powerful text, Pastor Chris, because here, this woman uh, who was not a Jewish woman is trying to get the blessing that is for the Israelites. Right. And, and Jesus, uh, it seems like he's telling her no, right. She's pleading. And he says, you know, you don't give the, uh, the bread, uh to the 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 dogs right and it seems like a, a harsh uh answer from Jesus but uh Jesus knows what what her faith is Jesus knows what her uh belief is and what's so amazing about this it it, it says this is found in Matthew chapter 15 and uh th- this woman's daughter was severely demon possessed yeah. And he says uh, in verse 24, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Um, and then she came and worshiped him saying, Lord, help me. Uh, but he answered and said, it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she said, yes, Lord. Yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said to her, "O oh, woman. Great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. Now I, I, I want to share something and then have you comment on this. I believe this woman knew something. Come on. she must've had faith in something Come on. and someone. And I believe mm. she believed in God's covenant mm. because in done. Genesis chapter 12, mm-hmm. in verse three, The Abrahamic covenant says that through Israel, through Abraham, all the families of the earth will be blessed. Mm. And here is Jesus saying, I've come for Israel. She says, but wait, the Gentiles can still access the blessing of the Israelites. I believe she understood that God's covenantal plan was for everyone. And she included herself as part of everyone. Her daughter is demon possessed. She's praying for her family. Pastor Chris, can you talk with us? Because what is covenant and this idea that if everybody is in covenant, it means that we can receive it?
1: Praise God. And it is it is such a good question that you're asking because I have this idea of of healing on a two side. Um, Let's look at something quickly, touch on something very powerful in the book of Matthew, chapter 10 and verse 46. The Bible speaks of Jesus and his disciples going to Jericho. They were leaving Jericho. But if you continue to read the general context, Jesus was not going to come back into Jericho. That was it. This was his last journey through Jericho. He was on his way to the cross. But there was a blind man who was sitting on the side of the road. Yes, hallelujah. And blind man, Jesus had already passed him. Heard the commotion. He heard the noise. And he inquired, he said, what's going on? Hallelujah. I want to know what's going on. And they told him Jesus of Nazareth is passing. And this is what the blind man did. Jesus, thou son of David. Oh, praise God. This blind man was reflecting on a promise. He was reflecting on a covenant. He was connecting Jesus to a promise that the Son of David, Hallelujah, will come. Hey, and He's gonna be the Savior. He's gonna be the healer. He's going to be the one who delivers those who believe in Him. And the Bible says, He said, "Have mercy on me." I'm believing that you are the one to come, the one that was promised to us, and. Crying out to you, have mercy on me. And the Bible said, Jesus, stop. He, stopped, he he went back to him. He had passed, and he went back to him and he said, What do you have me do for you? And Jesus said, and the blind man said, I want to see. And that's the whole idea. Jesus was coming into the world for a purpose. Jesus has already come. He's, he's, he has already done what needed to be done. We are now in this place where we have got to have faith in Him. Bible says, "Have faith in God. It says, "Do you believe in God? Believe also in me." Hallelujah, praise
0: God. We, we see another, another example of this in the scripture with a woman. With a flow of blood. Oh, come on now. And Levitical law mm-hmm. said mm-hmm. that she was unclean, mm-hmm. that it was unlawful for her to touch a Jewish man, mm-hmm. let alone a Rabboni, yes. a revered teacher. Mm-hmm. And she pressed through the crowd and she touched Jesus. Yes. Because she said within herself, if I but touch the hem of his cloak, I shall be healed. Yeah. And I mean, think of it. She was basically a social outcast. Mm -hmm. It was somebody that said, well, he's not going to heal me. It would have been her. She, she wrestled for 12 years, suffered for 12 years Mm -hmm. with no healing. But as soon as Jesus comes in, she says, if I but touch the hem of his cloak, I shall be healed. I, I believe what you're saying is so powerful. if we do not believe that His mm. grace mm. is for us yes, we're not going to receive it. we're not going to get healed. we're not, not even going to get forgiven. We're not even going to get into heaven. But what did Romans say and, and speak about this a little bit? Jesus died in Romans 5:8 it says that for when we were still yet sinners, mm. Christ died for the ungodly. Talk with us about that because I think we've got to get this idea of what is the meaning of grace.
1: I love John the Baptist. John the Baptist walked in on the scene as the finger of God. He had one job. When John the Baptist saw Jesus, he said, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Hallelujah. John, Jesus said about John the Baptist, of every man born of woman, there is none greater than he. Praise God. And John the Baptist's only job was to point to the love of God, was to point to the Son of God and says, He is the one who will take away the sin of the world. I, I, you touched something a while ago. I'm beginning to think, I'm wondering, the Bible says. that that the son of God arise with healing in his wings. And I'm wondering if the woman understood it that way and pressed through the crowd and said, if I only touch the the hem, the the hem of his garment, there is healing in him. And these people, just like the, the one with the David covenant, the David promise, the blind Bartimaeus, I believe they are attaching their faith To a word. They are attaching their faith to a promise. I believe that if we begin to attach our faith to what God has promised, it doesn't matter how sick we are, it doesn't matter where we are. I believe God Almighty is able to do exceedingly abundantly what we can ask or even imagine.
0: That hem of the garment is very very important uh in its symbolism um and uh it's it's uh, it's a word in hebrew uh and forgive me for if i'm mispronouncing it but it's uh tzitzit and it it speaks of the tassel and it's the um it's the fringe or the border of the garment and in numbers chapter 15 uh, it speaks about this idea that god gave instruction to put a blue thread in the tassel of the corners and that they would remember the commandments of the Lord and to do them and to not follow any uh, idolatry or harlotry in their eyes um it was a symbol of doing the commandments um of of being holy before god now for me we're seeing a woman who has a flow of blood for 12 years which to the jew would mean that she's in sin She's yes. unclean. Uh, something's wrong. Mm-hmm. And how could a sinner touch the tzitzit, the tassel, mm. and have this encounter with this recognition of the commandments or holiness of God? Mm-hmm. And I believe it's revealed in, in, uh, in John chapter 1, uh, verse 17. It says that um, with Moses came the law, but with Jesus came grace, grace and. Okay. Truth, that she was able to touch that tassel uh, representing the, the obedience that God was calling for yes. because Jesus yes. is grace. Jesus is the one who is bringing the fulfillment of obedience. So talk with us about this a little bit. It's not about how much I qualify. Uh, it's not about how good I've been. It's yes. this idea when I connect in faith to Jesus, yes. He makes me holy. He yes. He He fulfills whatever I'm lacking. Could you talk to us about that a little bit?
1: Faith. It's it's faith in God. And and that's the key right here. Um, I have a little story. I woke up this morning to a little story, and this is how the whole the Holy Spirit sometimes just ministered to me. to to share a story with me. And it's very, very interesting. You know what the story was? The story was about a man. I've never heard this story. He's, He's telling me to write this story. The story is about a king who came from his kingdom and saw open space and he decided to make earth and plant a vineyard and put some rabbits on it. So I'm telling the story like a child tr- a story. And he put the rabbits on, 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 on the vineyard that he planted. And these rabbits are there, and he gave them carrots to eat. But the carrots are underground. The carrots grow underground. And the enemy came into the atmosphere where the king planted the vineyard and started to offer the rabbits tomatoes. And these rabbits, because it was easier to pull the tomatoes without, you know, having to dig and, and scratch and, and to get to the, to the carrot, they could easily pick the tomatoes. But every time they pick the tomatoes and eat it, they get sick. Hallelujah! And as I was lying in my bed and listening to the spirit of God sharing the story with me, I was like, Lord, what are you saying? And they would get sick. But when they eat the carrots, they are well. And they like the taste of the tomatoes, but it's making them sick. And this is what Jesus did. The the owner of the vineyard sent his son to get to destroy the works of the enemy, which are the tomatoes. Praise God. And, And so he's destroying the tomatoes so that his people can go back to eating carrots. I don't know if I'm I'm, I'm clear with this, but I got it as clear as I'm sharing it with you this morning. And I believe God is trying to help us to understand that the enemy is making his people sick. And as long as we continue to eat the devil's provisions, we're going to be sick. But if we just go back to God's provision, if we go back to what is word, hallelujah, is when, when his word become a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. If we will just go back to his word, we will begin to discover the grace of God that is in his word. We'll begin to understand that there is no sickness anymore. Amen. There is something that we spoke of the last time when we met, and it was this woman. This man that was healed, and Jesus said, go and sin no more. And that is what God is saying to us. So I rescue you from eating the tomatoes of the enemy. I want you to understand. I don't want you to go back. And we have heard of many individuals that got sick. They believe God for their healing, but they keep going back to the sick tomatoes, the tomatoes that makes them sick. And you're wondering why? This person was healed. This person was delivered, was set free. But Jesus said, go and sin no more lest something worse may happen to you.
0: Pastor Chris, in John chapter 8, there was a woman caught in adultery. And Jesus Christ demonstrated his grace that he was not going to judge her sin. And he said, because they have sin. And he says that. Where are your accusers? Because he had said to them, you know, the one who has no sin, be the first one to cast a stone. Yeah. Jesus said in verse 11, mm-hmm. neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no you go. more. You go. So he says it to the gentleman who is sick, the invalid in John 5. He says it to the adulterous sinner in John 8. But I'd like you to unpack verse 12 for us. I'm going to read it and then, and then explain it to us. Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me
2: shall not walk in darkness, but
0: have the light of life. I bring this up. Because it speaks to me that of what you're saying, he's trying to deliver us from the things the enemy is trying to get us to eat. And lead us toward, toward himself to t- talk with about this, that he's the light of the world.
1: And it, it is very, it is very important. this, this teaching on the light, it's, yeah. when, when, I think it's in first John when, 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 when it's been taught to us, it's saying we are. The light, but it's speaking from a perspective like a potential meter where you're turning up, you're turning up the light. It's light that you continue to grow in. Jesus was saying is that I want you to not only enter into the light. And some people, they say, but Pastor Anderson, Pastor Steve, it's hard. It's hard to live this life. But all that the Lord is saying, come and taste, and taste what the light is. There is a generation, Apostle, that has never eaten carrots. They have never eaten from the food of God, Mm. bread of life. There is a generation that are born into this world, and all they have been eating are carrots. They do not know what it feels like to taste of the goodness of God. Jesus is saying, "I am the light of the world. I have in me everything to sustain you. Everything for life and for godliness." You remember that scripture we went through it in Second in Peter, and, and Jesus says, "The divine nature of God has given us everything we need for life and for godliness."
0: The decision Becomes clear. We can choose to either have in your story the tomato, which is going to make us sick, or the carrot, which is going to make us healthy. In in John chapter 8, it's a choice between light and darkness. And what's powerful to me is Jesus says, I am the light. He didn't say I'm a light. He said I'm the light. Of the world. And he says that if we follow him, we would have the light of life. That not only do we know that he's the light, but we can have that light. And if we have light, we don't have darkness. I want to tell everyone listening right now, especially those who are in pain. Because it's easy when you're in pain to see that sickness is a cursed thing. And cursed things are not blessed things. And God is not giving you cursed things through Jesus. Jesus is the light of the world. Sickness operates in darkness. God is calling us out of darkness into light. That means he's calling us out of sickness into divine God-given health, supernatural health. Today is your day. Even if you've been to church every week of your life, In many churches, you never see the light shine. I don't mean to judge any place. It's just a reality that many have forgotten or never learned what God said. I want to tell you that his power is alive and he is saying to follow him, to follow him. The Bible says, he who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of light. Listen to Jesus today. He's saying, follow me. I want you to prepare right now because God is saying, let go of the things that are cursed. Let go of the poison the enemy has given to you. You may have people you need to forgive. You may have actions you need to turn away from. You may have idols and things you worship that you need to take down, tear down, and burn. It is a radical decision to turn away from darkness and follow Jesus. But I want to tell you it is worth it. It is worth leaving those things that are worthless. It is worth leaving all things that are in the darkness. It is worth following Jesus because sickness cannot operate in the light. It only operates in the darkness and Jesus is anointed to deliver and heal you from all the power of the enemy. I want you to make that decision right now because I'm going to ask pastor Chris to release a prayer in the authority of the name of Jesus, the light of the world. It's for you. It's for you and it's for you right now. Will you make that decision? Will you make that decision to turn away from sin? You don't have to be strong right now. You merely have to be willing because Jesus is willing. A leper came to Jesus and he said, "Lord, you can make me clean if you are willing." Mm. Jesus said, "I am Willing. Turn away from sin right now. Choose to believe that Jesus is the Son of God, the light of the world. Get ready to touch the hem of His garment. Call out to Him, Son of David, have mercy on me. And hold Him and refuse nothing but plead with Him, Lord, even the dogs eat from the crumbs from the master's table. All three things we shared today say God wants to heal you. Choose to believe him right now. Pastor Chris, will you release that prayer? Bless them. I'm going to agree with you. The Bible says if two agree, it shall be done. Right now, whoever you are, you're not alone. You have me. You have Pastor Chris. We're going to agree. Go ahead, Pastor Chris. Pray us in.
1: Hallelujah. We just lift our hearts to you, Jesus, because we know you love us. The Bible speaks of the persistent widow who keeps going to the wicked judge. Wicked judge became so annoyed. He said, you know what? I'm going to do what you want. Wear me out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody just say hallelujah. The Bible teaches us that Jesus said our father is not wicked. He's not a wicked judge. He loves us. And if a wicked judge can can hear the,
2: the, the, the pleas of if with a widow woman, then
1: your loving father. The Bible says when the prodigal son turned to go back home, the father, the only place in the Bible where the father ran, he got up and he ran to him. And today, father God, I just want to encourage your people to hear your, your, your heart towards them as we pray God that they will see you running towards a heart that is turned to you see you running, oh God, with enthusiasm. They will see you move with love. They will feel you moving towards their needs. Mighty God, they will sense your love in their hearts, oh God, and they will receive you. They will know that you care. I thank you, God, that there is no power that can resist you. There is no force, great than you You are Almighty and you are sovereign and you choose to love us. I thank you God. whose hearts right now.
2: may feel faint, they may feel weak.
1: Myself and my brother. As Steve, we're in agreement with them right now, God. there is strength in our agreement. And we are agreeing with the mighty God that they too can take that bold step. They too can possess the audacity. Lord God, that word audacity, the willingness to take bold steps. They too can possess that willingness to be defiant, to the enemy's works. Jesus said, I came to destroy the works of the enemy. You too can be defiant. You can have the audacity to stand up and say, whatever it is, Lord, as long as you are calling, I want to go where you want me. I want to walk with you. I want the package of salvation to be made manifest in my life. I desire, oh God, the fullness that Jesus brought to this earth. And here to just
2: tell you, it includes healing. Heavenly Father, I thank you for running towards that person today. And I thank you for embracing that person. I thank you, Lord God, for showing them how, how to knock, how to see, how to find the the
1: carrots in the story you gave me this morning. How to be even like that persistent widow. How to have
2: the audacity to defy the devil and to declare today. I am
1: receiving Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. We thank you, God, and we pray with all our hearts believing that you have saved somebody today. You have touched somebody's life today like never before, and you have touched them, O God, to become a disciple, a saint unto eternity, to be a good fruit, one who will, Become engrafted and bear fruit, and even a backslider today who is already engrafted, but we're just walking in darkness. And Jesus, you are touching that heart right now. You're beginning to receive your embrace like the prodigal son. They're feeling your love. They're feeling, oh God, how much you can. Hallelujah.
0: Thank you, Jesus.
1: We thank you for hearing.
0: Thank you, Jesus.
1: We thank you for answering up. Thank you, Heavenly Father.
0: Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Just receive the beautiful, 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 beautiful touch of God. Hallelujah. He is for you. He is not against you. Lord, we honor you. We thank you for what you're doing right now. Thank you. We thank you that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. Thank you. We know you've been blessed by the Word of God today. We thank God for that. I want to encourage you all to like and to subscribe or follow this podcast so you don't miss future episodes. God has so much He wants to share, and there's so much for us to be edified and built up in. May the Lord Jesus Christ bless you. And I encourage you to text the word healing. Just take your phone out now and text the word healing to 94,000. You'll get a free gift from us and you'll be able to stay in touch with what our ministry is doing. want to also encourage you to send any prayer request to everyhousenow.org. Our ministry would love to pray for you. We love you. We look forward to speaking with you next week. In the name of Jesus, you are blessed. And Pastor Chris, we thank you for bringing us to the truth of the gospel. May the Lord bless you, your ministry. And we look forward in the future to having you back. God bless you.
1: Thank you so much. God bless you too.
0: Thank you for listening to the Behold podcast today. I'd love to connect with you on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Steve Hannett. And you can get a lot of our latest information and announcements there. Also, would love for you to know about our TV program called The Miraculous Life. It airs on Sid Roth's It's Supernatural Network, also known as ISN. You can go to their website, you can download the app ISN on your phone, and you can listen to it also on our YouTube channel. Just go to youtube.com forward slash Steve Hannett. There's amazing teachings and testimonies of God's power healing people and breaking through. Truly, He calls us to live in His grace and peace. Well, until next week, may Jesus Christ lead you, guide you, and establish you in the fullness of His grace and power. Be sure to share this podcast with someone who you know it will bless, and I look forward to talking with you next week. God bless you.
1: Be Healed is a production of Every House a church network whose mission is to contribute to the work of the Great Commission by reaching the lost, establishing churches, and cultivating leaders throughout the world. If you'd like to give a tax-deductible gift to support this ministry, simply visit our website at stevehannett.com and click the Donate button. We thank you in advance for your prayer and support.